0: Hello and welcome to the Rearview Podcast Series 2, Episode 5, where we are, of course, going to be looking at the Spanish GP, as usual. I am joined today by the wonderful Mr. Reese Keeble, but unfortunately, no Ruth this week, uh, as once again, she's working. I mean, what a part-timer, right? Um, but anyway, Reese, how are you? How are you doing?
1: I'm alright, I'm alright. I mean... It already says in the script. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> so, what if I said I was absolutely dreadful? Oh, uh, right. Well, what, what would happen I'd then? I'd still be
0: glad to hear it. So, you know, okay. either way, it's. I good. mean, we had
1: we had a we had a stressful day yesterday. Um, we were moving out of our flat in Manchester. Um, but you wouldn't realise because we've been uh, we've been at our own abodes for so yes. long. <laughs> then last week it was uh, your birthday. Yeah. So happy belated birthday! Thank you, thank you. Um. So, yeah, that's that's why we haven't been recording. But I mean, uh, you'll probably get into that in a I'm, second. I probably I will. Just half I the probably script. will.
0: Um, <laughs> but yeah, that is very good to hear that you are okay, as you say. That's what it says in the script. So let's get back onto it. Um, I will throw in a little teaser here, actually, whilst we've got a bit of a mm-hmm. gap, just to say make sure you stick around to the end of this podcast because we've got some very exciting news to announce at the end. So make sure you stick around because there's some good stuff coming. Okay. Hang on, I'm scrolling. Oh, he wants to go and look what the exciting news is. I don't know what the news is. What's the news? (laughs) Stick around to the end, race, You'll find out. Right. First things first. I actually don't know what the news is.
1: What do you think it is? I know know what the news is now. I thought we were going to, like, have part two or something (laughs) and talk. I don't know. Like an eighth podcast or something.
0: (laughs) right then gaming channel first things first then uh, i will research jumped the gun a little bit but i will open with a quick apology uh, we have been absent as of late due to a, a number of factors um getting in the way of recording if you're new to the podcast you might not know but we are all students in our final year at university so we've been busy getting things ready for our final projects etc it was also my birthday last week so um i, I think that's a valid excuse maybe um and yes, as I say, we were moving out of the flat yesterday, but we have found a bit of time today, a gap in the schedule. Um, so, without further ado, let's get into the Spanish Grand Prix. Wahey! Quick
1: fire episode. It's going to be a quick fire episode. We've not got Doesn't time for to... If you want to complain, email the University of Salford. Yeah. They're the one taking Blame up all them. of our time. Blame
0: them. They're, they're, it's their fault. Um, their fault. Right. It was uh, an interesting race, to say the least. Or maybe it wasn't. Uh, on-track action was a little bit dull, but... That's what we've come to expect from Spain, I think. Unfortunately, it never is that exciting on track. But the race on the strategic side of things was far from boring. I think that's that's, it was very exciting to see all that unfold. And once again, we were treated to this continued fight at the front between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. And it it wasn't a first few race kind of thing. It's still there. They're still going hammer and tongue at the front. I think hammer and tongues are saying it's probably not. Uh, I think it's hammer and tongue, isn't it? because your
1: tongue a thing, and well, while you while well, you hammer, I think hammer and tongue it's not
0: yeah, hammer and tongue, um anyway, it all started at that first corner, which I mean every race starts at the first corner, but you know what I mean, Max got his elbows out um and managed to barge his way past Lewis into the first corner. What a great move it was. It was a good start to the race. It was the one of the best moves I think we saw in the race. It was right at the first corner. What do you think of that, race? What was your opinion when you saw Max come flying down from P2 and get into that first corner ahead of Hamilton?
1: Well, um, yeah, Max definitely got the jump. I mean, if you didn't see the race start, you wouldn't have watched the race because they showed it about 30 times because that was the only interesting thing that happened. Well, um, yeah, Max got the jump on Lewis right at the start. And then the fact that he was able to make his car as wide as a truck... Yeah. Um, going through that first corner, making Lewis Hamilton of all people back off and cede the place to him. You know, it, 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 very smartly done. And it is,
0: it's, it's these two, isn't it? They're going at it this year. They are really not giving either of them, you know, another ounce of room. They're both pushing each other, full, fully pushing. You know, they're giving them every bit of work they can, and it is going to be great. I'm really excited to see how it goes. Reece is drinking from a two-litre bottle of Fanta there. What a man.
1: Right. <laughs> I'll tell you what the issue is. Okay, normally I have a drink before we start recording because my voice always, like, goes a bit. <laughs> and I realised that I sat down today, started recording, didn't have a drink, and I've got a two-litre. I don't even know if this is non-alcoholic. Oh. It's a risk I'm willing to take.
0: Wow. I think Fanta is usually non-alcoholic. I mean, unless... You- <laughs> mm. True, true. Um. Right then, it... it- as we say, that was probably one of the main overtakes we saw on track, specifically in that front fight, was that first corner. Um, but where it really came alive was in the strategy, was in the pit stops, was where everything was going to go. And it was Red Bull that acted first on their pit stop. But it was not a normal Red Bull pit stop. They made a mistake. I think it was the back. They weren't ready. The back left didn't go on on time. It, it was a costly few seconds uh, lost in the pit box, which is unusual for Red Bull. Normally, they are absolutely rapid and on it. What did you make of that? Because that did sort of give Mercedes a bit of an advantage. They didn't take it, but it gave them a bit of an advantage. What, what did you make uh, of that?
1: Put it down to nerves. I'm, I'm going to put it down mm. to nerves. That was the most important pit stop probably over the past couple of years for Red mm. Bull, realistically. I mean, I, I think that's making it a bit overdramatic, but it, it, it still that was a very important pit stop, especially for that race. Um, and yeah, I think it was the back right, wasn't it, that wouldn't... Uh, well wouldn't screw specifically, in specifically I think so. Christian
0: Horner said afterwards that basically the team weren't ready they were still getting ready for the pit stop when Max arrived in the pit lane and they were like oh we've timed this terribly so Max yeah, was yeah. coming down the pit lane when they were still getting the tyres out of the blankets and stuff in the garage so it was just a whole they weren't ready it was rushed and as a result mistakes were made
1: but you've got to, you've got to look at it as in like we were talking in the group like, like we do we talk in the group yeah. chat all race um, but, um, like, if you compare it to the other teams, that that was the same as um, a bloody Aston Martin pit stop. Mm. You know, like, they, they, it looks like a bad pit stop, but it was only, like, 0.3 seconds slower than the rest of the grid normally yeah, did.
0: You know what yeah, I mean? I, it's... I mean, it, yeah, but when you're fighting with, I think it was eight tenths when he came into the pit lane from Hamilton, you yeah, know yeah. I mean, that's a three-second gap he's now got to him, which... And I will quickly touch on this. It was a bit weird at the time, and I think Mercedes definitely brought it back with the strategy later on in the race. But at the time, Mercedes had that three-second advantage to Verstappen, but they didn't take it. They kept Hamilton out there, and Verstappen just built that gap back up and then got past him again. And that was a bit of a weird one for me. But obviously, Mercedes didn't wait long uh, on that, and they did come back and fix that. It was looking nip and tuck for tires throughout the race. I think that's fair to say they it was it was unsure who could go how far on the mediums. It was it was very much up there. And suddenly Mercedes did sort of pull the trigger on lap 43, into the pits they came for some more mediums, which which Red Bull didn't do. I don't think Red Bull expected Mercedes to dive in when they did. Um and over the next twenty laps towards the end of that race, that's where the the race got hot. That that was where chaos sort of ensued Max tried to keep his track position on his dwindling old mediums. Lewis was on a much newer set, absolutely flying behind him. That was the drama of the race, wasn't it? That's where it all came alive.
1: That would, that, that to me was the point that I realised that I didn't know anything to do with F1 strategy, mm. um, because I was like, why the hell would you pit Hamilton when Hamilton was already he was already catching him, like on the used mediums? Mm. Like I know he went for an earlier stop. But Lewis has proven that he's the king of doing whatever he can to keep tyres going. You know what Mm. I mean? So, I was a bit like, why did he pit? And then the AWS graphic came up, which, what a load of nonsense. (laughs) That came up and said that he was going to catch him on the last lap. So that got Ruth excited, being like, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. And then meanwhile, I'm sat in my head trying to work out, well, if he's catching 1.7 seconds a lap and he carries that on for 20 laps, he's going to get him on about lap 60, Mm. which is what happened. You know, it, it's... It, yeah, shout out to Mercedes because yeah. what, a, what a bloody strategy. It was strategy. a
0: great strategy and it did put Red Bull... straight. It basically, that, everything that Red Bull did to them catching Mercedes when they didn't pit, Mercedes were like, Uno, reverse card. Now you're the ones under pressure. You've got to make the decision. Do we pit now and they have to fight Hamilton over the last two laps or do we try and keep track positions, hold on to it and have to give it up in the last couple of laps? And
1: but It's like they, they were on about hungry in 2019. Yeah. Like... They didn't learn from that mistake. In my opinion, and I know if Ruth was here, she would completely disagree with me (laughs) because we've already had the little argument before. But in my opinion, once you saw Hamilton diving, dive in the next blooming lap, Max, like you might not have track position, but we know fine well that that Red Bull can race that Mercedes Mm -hmm. this this year. So at least it'll be a race all the way to the end, rather than... It it was like... Well, it it was the equivalent of when Lightning McQueen's tyres popped because he didn't want to go for a... um, go into the pits again, yeah. sort of yeah. thing. Like that, That's how I felt it was. The tyres just failed him. He couldn't do anything. He was a sitting up for Lewis. He was catching him about 1.8 seconds a lap.
0: Yeah, I think the problem was and the reason they couldn't come back into the pits was because either way they were giving up the, the position and if he'd have pitted, he'd be further behind Lewis than he would be if he'd just stayed out and tried to hold him off. Um,
1: yeah, it's a, yeah, however, he ended up finishing the race about 24 seconds behind Lewis or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Because he did pit later to get the fastest lap, yeah. which he didn't get because of Blooming Faltry. He did get it. Um, no, he didn't. He got it. took off in third track. That on was race.
0: it. Portugal the race before. Was yeah. it?
1: Was yeah. it? Oh, we ain't done Portugal. <laughs> no. Oh, well. Um, yeah, that, that's, which race am I Um That's that's completely wrecked my <laughs> now, Tom, thank you. Um, But yeah, anyways, the fact that they pitted Max after Lewis went through, they were like, right, we're comfortable with second now. I would have argued you should have pitted him, let him do a couple of quali laps, and then seen where they were on Lewis then. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think there would have been anything to lose by pitting him then, apart from track position. But you were going to lose that anyways.
0: I think it was was a matter of that for them, of just holding on to what we've got. Because a whole range of factors could have happened. A safety car could have come out. And then he'd have been fine. A, you know, um, a, how much have crashed. going to crash he's still off track position, he'd be fine. So they, they probably didn't want to risk it. And ultimately, when you're looking at second place anyway, you may as well hold on to first for as long as you can. As I say, in case any of those factors happen. But it was an interesting bit of drama and it did spice up that race a lot because honestly, up until lap 43, there was very little happening. It was a classic Spanish Grand Prix where, you know, we sort of had a procession of DRS trains that weren't going anywhere. Um, Oh, Reese's video's turned off. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I I've got my twenty percent low battery. Low battery
0: message. Um yeah, it was it was sort of that same thing of it wasn't gonna happen, And nothing was spicy. And Mercedes were like, let's spice it up a bit. Let's take an extra pit stop, let's see what we can do from it. And thank you, Mercedes. I don't say it's awesome. You made that yeah, I don't say it's awesome. You made that race interesting. You know, you brought that back yeah. from from being a very dull sort of uh procession. Because even when Lewis was with Bax on those same tyres, Max was just able to use a bit of electrical energy before every DRS activation point, and quite easily stop Lewis from getting DRS. So they were just following around, but there's about a second gap to one another. It wasn't interesting, but it, that's just what we've well, Max, come to expect from Space. Max
1: pulled out something like 1.5 seconds on the first lap, didn't he? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I sent a message saying, calm down, Max, because I could see exactly the way the Grand Prix was yeah. going. So I'm, I'm grateful that it didn't go the way that everyone thought it would because it was as much as it wasn't. It's not going to be a classic. It's not going to be a, this is the excited race of the yeah. season. It did make it more entertaining than just watching them all follow each other it in the hour. Definitely a DRS did. It
0: definitely did. And I think, I think that's what that that's what Mercedes are good at. Is they're good at taking sort of a step back and going right. This is what the race is at the moment. It's in a very stale position. What can we do to jump that? What can we do to make take advantage of that? Which because. Almost not being in the league gives you an advantage in that sense because you've got nothing to lose there. They had a big enough gap to third place and fourth place. Who was Valtteri who would just get out of the way. Or, well, he didn't subsequently get out of the way, but you know what I mean. It was an easy pass. So it was they had the advantage where they could do that. Um, and it was interesting in commentary they sort of said if Red Bull had, if Perez was where he was meant to be up in that third and fourth place, Mercedes couldn't have done that yeah because if he'd have been there he would have jumped on that opportunity as well and that Lewis would have pitted and come in behind Perez and Perez wouldn't have played the game the same way you know Bottas did um so it's interesting but Mercedes had the advantage and they took it and that's that's ultimately why the result did end the way it did um but Right at the end, we saw something happen which has happened a couple of races this year now and, Reese, you touched on it a little bit uh, just a minute ago.
1: I just don't read the script. I'm I know you don't. Honest. So, when, when we, like, <laughs> recap everything, it's because I can't read.
0: So... Um, yeah, we, we've seen it happen a couple of times this year and, to be honest, uh, it really could keep this championship alive. Right at the end, Perez, Bartas and, ultimately, Verstappen went Hamilton passed him all came in, strapped on some softs and went gunning for that extra point for Faso's lap. And... I really do think out of any of the seasons we've seen since this fastest lap rule came in, this is the one where it could make a difference because it's so close to the top that this season could literally come down to you know, the one or two points you got from fastest lap. I really do think that and um, it was a bit controversial when it first came in. Another way to get a point. Is it going to get really used? Is it going to be that necessary? But I'm actually a really big fan of it and I think it could be here to make the difference and I think it could make a difference this year. Um <laughs> I've advocated it before and I've said it before and I'll say it again I'm a huge fan of the fastest lap rule I really am. Reese, what do you think of the fastest lap?
1: Um I so I might get some hate for this but I can't remember F1 without it <laughs> because I've only been a fa- I've only really got into F1 in these last couple Glory of years.
0: Hunter. What you're
1: Glory hunting. I'm a McLaren fan for crying out loud. Yeah, you weren't
0: when they were rubbish. They were, you? <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't like Alonso. No, but I, I got into F1. I, I, I basically did like a lucky draw out of a hat, got McLaren, mm. and then uh, the rest is history. But yeah, I don't really remember F1 without it. But I think without it, I well, no, I do remember it without it. I watched a couple of races without it, and it was it was just it, it adds that extra dynamic near the end of the don't. race. Like where it's all normally dwindling down, you've got some people now who are running in the top 10 thinking, hang on, if I if I put some fresh shoes on here, I can uh, I can get running. And, sort of I mean, that's it. And it's sort
0: of, I it was in Portugal, and we obviously didn't do a Portugal one we explained why at the start of the, the episode. But at the end of that race, we had, um, I think it was Pérez came in first for the fastest lap. Then Bottas was like, oh, I've got a gap for a pit stop behind me, now I'll come in for it. Then Max was like, oh, I do as well. Oh, I'll come in for it. And then Bono got on the radio to Hamilton and said, um, ev- everyone, everyone behind you coming for soft tyres now. And Lewis just went, oh, should we come in for it? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah you've yeah. got the lead of the racer. You don't need to risk that for one point. But you could yeah. tell he wanted to because it's sort of, that's that's the racing driver um, mindset is that you just, you've got to get as many points as you can.
1: Well, it's like, it's like what Martin said, like these world championship points, as he keeps <laughs> saying, uh, are very important. And when you think that you only get like a couple of points from like fifth down, yeah. like, because obviously all like, it's very weird. I wish you just went from 10 down to, down to mm. one, but the fact that you like, you you come 10th and you get the same amount, do you get the same amount of points? I want to I say you do get the same amount of points as you would do if you got the fastest you get one lap. point. Yeah. Yeah. So that shows, like, you might as well have had a third car in the race finishing 10th. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, it's huge. You know what I mean? And like I say, uh, I mean, previously with mercedes Dominance, points haven't been that necessary. But after four races here, there's only eight, eight points, 14 points, something like that. I think it's 14 now. It was eight going into this race. But not many points separating the top two. If Hamilton DNFs the next race and Max Verstappen comes third, that's 15 points. He's then one point ahead of Hamilton. And then the yeah, fastest so point the minute, comes in. At the minute,
1: Lewis is on ninety four, Max
0: is on. Yeah, 80, so it's fourteen points. And then at
1: the top. there's a massive gap down to Valtteri Bottas on forty seven. Yeah. And then you buy uh, you buy Lando Norris on forty one. Then Charles Leclerc on. 40. Yeah.
0: So I mean, it's it is relevant this season these fastest lap points because when there's only a fourteen point gap at the top, that is, like I say, you know, if 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 Lewis do have to race, Max will easily get that back. Yeah, it's going to be nip and tuck all season long, and I'm, I'm very excited for it. Well, fingers crossed, because if Max DNFs the race, then you
1: know mm. I don't think it'll be as nipping and, nipping. And well, tuck, that's true, say.
0: but it could go either way. Um, right then, uh, that's not been the, can the we just longest. Say, can we just rom- say
1: about the race before we yeah. move on about the race? Daniel Ricciardo had quite an impressive showing. He's uh, he's proving that he is very much getting to grips with that McLaren um lando norris wasn't doing as well as we expected him to from the past three races mm-hmm. um but he was in the same position that daniel was uh, he was almost like they swapped cards. but yeah i was very i just want to say daniel i know you're listening just well done well done lad. this
0: is reese's mclaren uh mclaren shout out every episode now we're gonna have this no i just, <laughs> no,
1: I just want like i wanted to touch on it because all we've touched on is like the top three yuki Sonoda, unfortunate to go out he was looking very promising um, for that race and the practices, but then obviously he had the issue with the car in qualifying, mm-hmm. which made him drop out early, and then um, he went out of the race very mm-hmm. early as well, which brought out the first safety car. Um, that was sad to see. Sebastian Vettel still not got any points for um, for Alfa Romeo. Mm-hmm. No, not Alfa Aston Romeo. Why is it Aston Martin? Which uh, can we touch on that a little yeah. bit on the on the Vettel points? What what do you make of all that? Because everyone was saying it's going to be. Uh, a fresh start for him, and then um, just ignore the snake in the background. Um, oh, I didn't even hiss. Um, yeah, everyone said that it was going to be a fresh start for him, but then he's gone and got no points out of our races. I think
0: uh, it's, it's, it's been tough for him. That Aston Martin is not a good car this season. It's uh, the whole rake issue that Mercedes had with it. The new rules have really sort of been a bit of karma, I think, for obviously Racing Point as they were. Copying the Mercedes design last year worked really well for them. This year it sort of backfired, and it's been a bit of karma, and, and now they're not very good again. So, uh, yeah, I think it's unfortunate for, for for Vettel. I think he's doing better. To be honest, I've seen better performances from him at Aston Martin than I had done at Ferrari last year. I think that's fair to say that he has done better. In terms would you of say that skill. Vettel's?
1: Would you say that Vettel's the lead driver for that Aston Martin?
0: Uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you, honestly. I don't know.
1: Because Stroll Stroll at the minute's got five points yeah. and he's managed to get a couple of points in every yeah. race, realistically.
0: Vettel's got no points. No.
1: But Vettel's in 16th in the championship. The only people behind him is the Williams and the Haas. But he's
0: been close to points in every race that he's done. He just needs to just do that last little bit. And obviously, that Aston Martin car is last year's racing point car, so Stroll is more familiar with it. So you would argue that probably Stroll is expected to get points in that. Maybe Vettel isn't straight away... In the same way, Ricardo struggled for though, the first few races at McLaren. Sainz struggled for the first few races at Ferrari, you know? It it comes... It, it's what you expect.
1: Yeah. I'd argue that now's the time that you start picking it up. Like, we saw Sainz was performing all right in that in that last race. Yeah. We, we, Alonso was starting to kind of pick up a bit, even though he didn't finish in the points. Um, Or did he? I'm getting the race. Alonso... Confused. I don't think he did. Alonso's
0: finishing the points at every single race so far, I'm pretty sure. Alonso's doing very yeah. well. Um...
1: But, I don't rate him. There we go. I've said it. I've said it. cons doing better than him. So, up up, the Come on. Come on, son. But yeah,
0: no, I think... I hope that it comes around for battle. It's going to be an interesting one. Uh, if it doesn't... I can't see Aston Martin retaining him. I'm sure he costs, costs a lot of money as a full-time world champion. And if he's not performing, you could probably get in an F2 driver that's a lot cheaper that would do a similar job. So, <laughs> we'll have yeah. to see. We'll have to see.
1: Well, uh, there we go. That's dragged out a couple more There we
0: days. go. Yeah. I, I think it, uh, yeah, there's not too much more I think we can say about this, that, that race. As I say, on track action, there wasn't any dramatic crashes or anything we can talk about and debate for ages. It was just that sort of uh, Hamilton Verstappen pit stop fight, which I think we've covered well. Yep. So,
1: and Ruth's not here to uh, to argue. Yeah, Ruth's right, not anything. here to give
0: any controversial so opinions. We're not even we're not even yelling so at each other. So if week. you're disappointed that we haven't done a longer um, race review this week. Take it up with Ruth. Go tweet her.
1: Oh, if you're disappointed, sit and watch the race and try and do better. Okay? Because oh. there's not much you can talk about, is there? Don't make a rival <laughs> podcast,
0: please. There's already too many. Yeah, don't, I don't. Just send um, it to us. Right yeah. then. This is the bit that we teased at the start and then we're going to get on to now. It's a bit of an announcement to make. And it's a very exciting announcement for us, especially, um, especially for Reese and for Ruth. Um, because this July, we're happy to announce that Rhys, Ruth and I... Uh, we'll be making the trek down south from where we currently live to Silverstone for this year's British Grand Prix, uh, and I personally can't be more excited. I know you're really excited, Ruth. As is uh, no, you're Reese. As is Ruth. Um, it's it's going to be really exciting. We're in planning stages at the moment. We've sort of talked about it. We haven't got anything set in stone yet, but we want to do uh, something live there. Maybe you know a live podcast or something along those lines. I
1: want i want to get out so the bit that i want to throw out there is that i want to get out and talk to fans mm. that's what i want to do have a bit of fun interaction um whether that be you know after practice finishes and you just grab people and be like can i talk to you real yeah, quick Yeah, you know yeah. but um get one of those long microphones so that we're social distanced i don't know what that <laughs> was that looked a bit weird um but get one of those long microphones so that we're social distanced and uh shout at people yeah. maybe I don't know yeah but
0: but you know either way we haven't got anything set in stone yet as I say but um, it's it's very exciting so make sure if you are interested in that and you want to try and get involved or you want to hear our live stuff um, subscribe to the review on whatever platform we're listening on but also subscribe to us on YouTube because that's where we will go live if we do um, so if you don't want to miss anything over our huge Silverstone weekend subscribe now race how excited are you for this it's, it's going to be your first Grand Prix isn't it
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I, I spent about the past three months trying to convince Tom to get a ticket. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, on the other end, Ruth was, was trying to convince him not to because she knew it was a birthday present for him. So while Tom was letting me down slowly, I had no idea that we'd all be, end up going to Silverstone. <laughs> um but yeah i'm very excited do do tune into the youtube channel because even if we're not putting something out on our spotify feed or anything there'll be more going out on the youtube channel even if it's just audio because we will want to talk about what we've seen in the practices we'll want to talk about what the first sprint race was like we're going to watch the first sprint race we can that can be an old its own episode where we talk about was it good was it bad Did, did 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 it even need to happen? And of course,
0: um, um, quickly jump in on you there, Reese. So uh, Follow our Twitter as well because we'll probably be live tweeting the whole thing as well and like talking about our experiences and all that sort of stuff. So Twitter is above us somewhere up here. Go follow us on Twitter as it's, well. It's at The Rearview. At The review Pod. At The
1: Rearview. Is it at The at view at pod? pod? Is it not just... Oh, at The review is okay. taken
0: so I had to put pod on the end.
1: <laughs> have you noticed that so like we came up with the name f1 review mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna just digress a little bit mm-hmm. here and uh, we came up with the name f1 review there is a old podcast that talks about the lgbtq community called review as well wow. and if you type it if you type it into youtube you get theirs not ours so do us a favor we're not called the f1 review anymore but if you type in review f1 you'll find us better yeah Cheers. there you go Thanks. That was just a
0: PSA. Yeah, and if you have listened to this expecting an LGBT <laughs> podcast and you're very confused, it's the other one. It's not us. So yeah, yeah no, it's, it's not. Us. Um, if you if you haven't realised by you know half an hour into this podcast, <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> right, hold on, these sound a bit different. We are talking about race cars? Yeah, it's, it's not the podcast for you. So uh,
0: right then, and then one last little announcement I'm going to make here, which uh, is plug. more of yeah, more of a sort of a plug for me um, or for the podcast in general, you know the the rearview brand. Um, a little bit uh, a little bit more news that I'm just going to quickly allude to here we did say in the opening that we're currently in our final year at university working very hard on our final year projects Um, and I in particular am making a documentary all about Formula 1 specifically about Braun GP and I'm making a thing all about Braun GP and everything that they went through in that 2009 season. Something I'm really passionate about and I love so it's something I really wanted to make a good solid documentary about Um, so in the coming months I'm hoping and it should be available on um, our different channels on I think it'll be available on on our Spotify links and all that but especially on our YouTube channel Uh, and it's going to be a documentary all about Um, Braun GP and uh, it's going to be the first proper like rear view production that's not a podcast which is exciting as well and it's going to have right,
1: we did we did do a, uh, a, a video game we review. did do a
0: game review that's true um, but this is our first not that long ago. you know proper production production uh, and it's going to have interviews from some really good people that i'm very excited about we're going to be talking to Braun ceo um nick fry we're going to be talking to mercedes heads of communications uh, nicola armstrong who was also involved with Braun very very uh, closely and obviously the big one is we're going to be talking to and this is the one that i can't believe this is going to be happening on friday so i'm very excited for it we're going to be talking to Braun's world championship winning driver jensen button so be sure to stick around for that that's going to be coming out in the coming weeks and i'm so excited to be able to bring it to you because yeah it's something we've well i i have been working really hard on and uh i'm very proud of yeah, so you changed
1: the right there. <laughs> yeah, nice one. um but yeah i'm i, I, I my, my work's about gambling so if you like gambling then you won't find it on the review. <laughs> there you go.
0: You're right. I reckon that's enough plugs for now. We've we've, we've put in another load of uh, of interesting things there. Uh, is there anything else you want to quickly interject there, Race?
1: Uh, yes, I will also be interviewing Jensen Button on the same one as Tom. He doesn't know it yet, um, but on the same day, I'm going to join the link that he'll send out for the uh, <laughs> for the interview. I'll join it and I'll get him to say, you're listening to the F1 Review podcast. I might ask him what his favourite sandwich is because everyone wants to know what his favourite sandwich is. What's his go-to is. meal And bill? I might... Oh, no, because that's been talked by a different podcast. Um, but then I might also ask him um, if he likes gambling and see if I can get some in there for my project. Interesting. As well.
0: interesting. Right then. Uh, Monaco is the next race. And obviously, that is such a huge stalwart of the Formula One calendar. It's a classic race. So overrated. Reese, what are your thoughts on this weekend? Let's talk about Monaco, the Monaco Grand Prix. And let's start with Quali. What are you looking for?
1: Uh, I'm looking for three cars to finish one two and three Um, I think I, I think I don't know I, I just can I can I honestly say and this will get me more hate I, I don't like Monaco. I, I I get why everyone buzzes for it but it's not a good race is it it's never a good race like it, you might as well just go to the blooming circuit where they're all you might as well just go watch a practice session and then be like yeah that's it that's the race done it's not never a good race. Is Monaco. Um, my prediction is that Mazepin will end up in the water. <laughs> um, Daniel Ricciardo will probably flop on a boat again at some point. <laughs> and um, Charles Leclerc will film another Ferrari thing around the streets of Monaco. Interesting.
0: Interesting. There what about qualifying though? Let's talk about qualifying. Who's going to be top three?
1: I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to I'm going to say that Charles Leclerc is uh it's his home race. He's gonna uh he's gonna be out to impress all the all the princesses of Monaco. Um so sorry, Charlie Clegg's girlfriend. <laughs> um so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he's gonna come third. In second I'm gonna put Max and in first I'm gonna put Lewis.
0: Interesting. Interesting interesting. you did that back normally it's a one two three, you did the three two one. Um gonna keep the audience in suspense Tom. I think now Max is one that he's gone good around Monaco. He's also crashed around Monaco. So it's gonna be interesting to see how Max does this weekend, whether he's he's gonna be on it or not. I think he's gonna be on it. I'm gonna say Max is gonna get pole position around Monaco. I think Lewis is gonna be close behind. And I think Perez is gonna come up strong for this one. I'm so back at him. I'm so back at him. Uh okay. and for the final race podium, then I think um Max will win. Lewis will be second and Bottas third. I think we're going to get get the exciting Hamilton Bottas for Stappen podium once again.
1: But Well I mean, con- considering you can't overtake at uh, Monaco, I think whatever I just said for my um, for my qualies, I will put. I just don't. What's the point? You know what I mean. <laughs> if you if you're asked about it, Monaco, build a racetrack, build something with quick overtaking corners and stuff like that. Don't race around the street. How's I'm going to get to the shop.
0: It's true. There you go. That's some beautiful insight by Reese. there. How is his nan going to get to the shop if you're racing on the street? You don't even
1: live in Monaco, but how do you get to the shop? No.
0: <laughs> there we go. How's, how is Charlotte Leclerc's nan going to get to the shop? She probably does live in Monaco. So there, there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, either way, hopefully it will be more enjoyable than Reese's. Uh, set it up to be. Oh, better
1: rugby It better, be. It better uh, be If not, just don't tune into the podcast next week. Because, well, actually, not do tune in because I'll have a lot, to, have say a lot to say about it. A
0: lot of rants to have.
1: Uh, I, I, but, do I even watch it?
0: Should I? I would. Should I just
1: let you and Ruth do the podcast? I'd say you because, should. I mean, I always skip it on the F1 career mode. It's such <laughs> a crap race. No, but that
0: is because it really that's because you're not a good driver. So you just crash.
1: All street races on that career mode can get.
0: Well, ring. hopefully, either way, uh, it will be a bit of a cracker, and it will be better than Reese set it up to be. And of course, we will be back, hopefully, with an episode right, right. after it. <laughs> so, um, until then, I have been Tom. I've
1: been Reese. It says I've been
0: reading the script. You read the wrong bit. Bye, Felicia. We'll see you next time. Bye, bye.